I, I was thinking about this, and I want to say Amari Cooper is like garlic bread. It's great when you have them, but you can totally eat the plate of spaghetti without them. And that, I think, is where he has solidified his legacy, is that the teams are going to take him when they can, but it's not like he is the number one. He's not going there. He's just an extra set of feet now and an extra pair of hands that can sometimes put up the numbers and add that extra flavor. I really think me, me, both James and I are shocked. I genuinely I did not know where you were going with that. Yeah, and I it ended beautifully. Yeah, it was great. I couldn't it ended it. Yeah, it ended phenomenally. No, that's what we're saying. We're, we're like, we were that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because that's what he is. If you get a plate of spaghetti and you get your I garlic, had garlic bread, bread last night, actually. That's great. Dinner, it was you got garlic bread. You, you know, you get that little extra there. But <laughs> if you don't, you're still going to eat the fucking spaghetti. The band name is Soggy Pibbles. Name's Jimmy Pibbles. Supernova nuts. Jeez. Fucking sex dragon. The weather may win this game. Mother Nature. Every time, I'm not even gonna lie to you. But ladies and gentlemen, oh sorry, no, dude, we're already cutting each other off. I'm sorry. Hey, it's a good beat. I got you. I, I'm with you. Gets me hyped. Gets me going. Gets me gassed. I'm glad we're here to do that for you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to Garbage Time. You've got James and Chris today. Yeah, a little fucking ADHD special. I guess anytime any of us do anything together, it's an ADHD special, if we're going to be real honest about it. But uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the N- uh, the NFL offseason. Uh, but I feel like we'd be remiss if we weren't talking about this MLB lockout off the gun. It's bullshit. Fucking bullshit. bullshit. And so uh, where where do you land on that? Are you are you siding with the owners or the players? I mean, it's almost always the players because the players, I I, I really side with no one on it, like just <laughs> the damn game, <laughs> but right. I get where the players are coming from because they are pushing it for the younger generation. You know, they're trying to say, if you're going to have a minimum, you can't keep it at the same minimum every single year for the rest of time while you give us raises every single year. And I, I do agree with that, but at the same time, I mean, 500K is a pretty damn good number to make when you're not even in the major league. Right. So, like, come on. But, I mean, it's just a whole all around. The owners are being fucking greedy. The players are, I mean, it gets to the point where the players just say, I don't really care. I just want to play. And the owners are like, no, you know what? We'll, we'll take the hit and just to show that we want our way. So it's like a little hissy fit. And at this point, I hate them. I, I mean, I know the MLBPA is the right side. The owners are obviously just being stubborn and don't want to give in. But now out of three in the last three years, we're only going to have two seasons. Uh, Which is weird, right? I thought of that too with the COVID shortened season as well. Yeah, I, I would, I would say one season, you know, because it got so fucked up. <laughs> I so know. It's, I don't even know. And they're talking. It's the, it's a delayed opening right now, but that's going to be canceled. I heard somewhere that the season's already officially canceled, and I don't know how accurate that is. But if you're going to delay the opening. They don't give a shit at this point. You know, they're already losing money. Why not just lose it for the rest of the year? I guess, but there's also an aspect to that where, like, I was listening to something today, and they make most of their money during the playoffs. So without a season and on a dying sport, if you're not going to make money in your most important time, you're probably going to be in the red for, like, a good stretch of the next, you know, five years unless you figure something out. 
I completely agree. And that's the problem is the owners. You got to think about it this way, though, too, is that the owners have so much fucking money, especially in the MLB. The MLB is one of those few leagues where if you are an owner of one of those teams, you have godsends of money. You're paying these guys $10 million, you know, so you're paying them upwards some players are over a hundred mil. So it's, it's, there's nothing you can do. These guys have more money than God and just to get their point across or not side with one person, they'll be like, ah, we'll take the hit. And that's just not okay. And I playoffs are definitely the biggest moneymaker for the MLB, but I think it just goes further than that, the, that you brought up that it's a dying sport. It is a dying sport. And this is half the reason. Because nobody wants to change anything. And then when they do go and change something, they act like the fucking government and shut down. Right. And it's like, I mean, come on. Figure it out and get us back up there. Not to bring politics into it by any means, but I, I mean, it's true to the fact that for some reason our government in the United States just shuts down when they have to decide something. And that's not okay. And the MLB is the same way right now just shutting down because they can't figure out a fucking solution. And uh, that's not the way it should be. There's stadiums that need to make money. You know, I mean, there's there the parks, there's people that are dying to go to games. Not yeah, what, what I thought what you were going with that. Never mind. Well, I was going to say, let's talk about the people who are working inside the stadiums. Let's talk about the people who aren't getting the credit here. Like we at Boda, we are men of the people and we both mostly because we are those people, but these people working in stadiums who rely on this income to, you know, maybe put a kid through college or, you know, pay their bills or keep the lights on. They're not And on the same point of like, we can appreciate the MLBPA for being the underdog in this, I guess the MLBPA, like they're still giving players, um, like they get 15,000 a month or something like that. Isn't it? Yeah, basically. So they're still getting paid. These poor people aren't getting shit. They're not going to get retroactively paid either. So it, it sucks for us as fans. Yeah, sure. But it sucks for the people who rely on this income in every city that exactly like, like banks baseball. Exactly. And that just shows how stubborn, how even more stubborn the owners are because they basically don't give two shits about. Yeah. Like you said, the players are getting paid. The people that they need to win the games are getting paid. But the people that they have to hire for the stadiums and the parks, which I'm taking Fenway into account here yeah. solely because that's one of the parks that's fully owned. I know some are being rented and stuff like this. But anyways, I mean, imagine it, you're just like, oh, this guy, this person has worked here 32 years. They love this job. You know, this is their sole income. Yeah, don't come in this year. We're not yeah, going to have hey, a season. Stay home. And uh, uh, yeah, stay home. And uh, we'll pay you next year if you can survive this year. Like I, Same rate. Back to COVID. It, it's a fucking joke. And you, every single person should lose respect for the owners just because they don't give a shit about you and, as a fan and they don't give a shit about their employees solely so they can get a point across that they don't want to change something. Like it actually changes anything for them. Like $250,000 for them is like probably me dropping a penny on the ground. Yeah, honestly. And we talk about, we talk about like, I don't know where I was going to go with that. Oh, we talk about the like the teams taking a loss and like whatever during the COVID year and like all that. They're still profitable. Like it's just not as profitable. Like mm -hmm. these teams are still making money. That's the mm -hmm. underlying thing. They want to push that. Oh, these like, oh, they're hard, hard fucking. I can't make ends meet owners. Like, no, dude, you have fucking four houses in like three countries. <laughs> like you're, you're not struggling to make ends meet. Exactly. And that's the thing is these guys pull up in their like beat what they consider their beat up car, which is an Aston Martin or Ferrari or their super yacht, you know, yeah. that's not even their main vehicle, whatever the point is, is these guys have so much fucking money 
that they're complaining about losses and this and that. Like, no, you, you make more profit. Yeah, it sucked when there were no fans in. And it didn't suck for you because you were still making money from TV. It sucked right. for the players. I couldn't imagine going out on that field with no atmosphere. That's part of the MLB experience is playing in front of a crowd. That That is what feeds the game, and that is what makes that game. And that's why, partly why it's a dying sport, because a lot of teams don't have the fan bases that they should have. And Honestly. that's something that the owners have fucked up on, because not everyone wants to go pay $18 for a fucking beer and $12 for a hot dog. Along with 85 bucks for a ticket that's behind a column. <laughs> but we do it anyway, because that's Fenway. We do it anyways. And, and that's, you, I'll take the risk. You know, that's as I would say as a Red Sox fan, you do it anyways. Not every place is like that. Until two years ago, um, Tropicana wasn't like that, you know? Tropicana yeah, you have probably still not like that. Which is amazing to me, because they made the playoffs. Blows me they away. Made, they literally made it. And it's like that stadium is just still not even filled. That's what like that's the thing about baseball, and that's part of the reason we go back to this whole dying sport thing, is it's huge in cities where it's been established. New York, Boston, Philly, Minnesota, I like some of the West Coast teams, the Dodgers, I guess, but they end up being like more of an attraction than like I'm going to see a game. Yeah. Like the middle teams, these fucking Cincinnati Reds, the Pittsburgh Pirates, they're not selling out. Fucking the Rays aren't selling out. And like you said, they made the playoffs. That's why it's a dying sport. And then you stack something like this on top of it and just makes no one give a shit about it. I give more of a shit about the fucking NFL combine than I do about this MLB lockout because I'm just so done with it. I want baseball, but I just don't care. That's I, I I'm in the same boat and it's like, I think I'm a little different though because I care and I'm like, I'm just angry at both sides. Like as a player, I want you to be as the MLB PA, let's say I want you mm -hmm. to be like, Oh, you know what? We'll talk about this next off season. Let's, uh, you know, let's shove this to the side for now and just play a season. <laughs> and as the owners, fuck you. I want you to be, Oh, they're just asking for this. You know, uh, we can totally do that. But no. So both sides are being fucking stubborn. And who has to pay the price? Not the players, not the owners. People that pay the price are the employees of the ballparks and the fans. So indirectly, it's hurting everybody but the players and owners. Name of this episode Chris and James, men of the people. Men of the people. Love it. So. I think we beat that one to death. Let's talk a little bit about the NFL combine going on right now, which some people call the underwear uh, Olympics. Uh, there, there's been some, there's been some impressive highlights coming out of it so far. Jordan Davis, who is a freak of nature at Georgia, at 341 pounds, just ran a 4.78 today, uh, which is just scary to think about that dude running at you in a straight line in general. 341 pounds. Three, he's a big dude. Like if you look up Jordan Davis right now, he's he's like three forty one, six four six five. I want to say he's tall. And he's, he's running forty yards in four point what seven eight seconds. You said, yeah, that's fucking frightening. I would shit myself if I saw that man running at me. I don't know. Like I don't want to get hit by that. Like beyond the speed, dude. I feel like I'm gonna get crushed regardless. That's a that's a lot of human being, man. That's terrifying. <laughs> now, granted, there's other aspects that go into that. But if we're talking about speed on the 40-yard dash, actually, let's talk about – no, we'll talk about speed. So we had this whole thing break around with a uh, Baylor wide receiver, Tyquan Thornton, who ran like a 4-2-8 official. But didn't he have like a 4-1-7 or something fucking absurd? Did you hear about that? No, no, no. I'm not caught up on the combine. <laughs> so, okay. so they had this kid from Baylor who was a high school track star. A lot of wide receivers are. It's kind of like Baylor's MO uh, is getting these like athletic track star receivers. Anyway, he set the record by like a long shot with what was an unofficial, like I think 418, 417. And it was like, oh my God, that's so fast. It's crazy. Internet blows up. And all of a sudden everyone forgets about it because it's only a 428. 
Only. Yeah. Only. Only. Only that's still them. that is good speed in the NFL. And I mean, that shows that you have that speed. And I think that <laughs> that's part of the problem with the combine now is that it, it's the underwear Olympics. Exactly. Like you said, none of these things actually mean shit. I care what you do when you're actually on the field. If you can run 4.28 on the field, then that's fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. with the ball in your hand. But it doesn't really matter right here. And I get that. So you're saying you don't you don't put a lot of weight into what goes on at the combine. I, I certainly do. Right. I just think that the NFL exposes it as well. We, we got to name this episode exposing all the leagues. <laughs> Chris and James expose themselves to every league. <laughs> got it. Beautiful. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But it, it's really just the NFL to get those guys down there and stare at binoculars at guys in their underwear. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> who's gonna fucking <laughs> when you do the high jump who was like yep that's gonna be used on a football field impressive that guy can jump seven and a half feet whoa, whoa. so i will say in defense of the combine i do feel like what i always see the combine as is comparing perceived athleticism on the field to actual athleticism which ties into this but then there's an aspect to what you're saying where cool you can do that in literally underwear but can you do that in full pads like does does what you're showing me on film match up with what you can do in the nfl and as we've seen a lot of the time it's not exactly and i think that also if we're going into straight athleticism if we're talking about that these guys are already being watched when they just practice, when they go work out every day, you know, especially if you're signed up for the draft and you're in, I'd say that first two round area. Oh yeah. If you're in the first round or the second round, you're almost being watched day in and day out. So like there's your combine right there. If you wanted that, what we should see at the combine is like a scrimmage, get all the players playing football and show us what you really have. And I think that's something that's not taken into consideration. And I do, I completely agree with you that the combine is straight athleticism and that's what you're looking for because it seems that if I'm correct here, historically, if you shine at the combine, if you are an absolute stud at the combine and you're an outcast from everyone, just because you have separated yourself so much better, you seem to move yourself up the draft list and you seem to kind of make that mark on your team, but that's not every case. And so the athleticism does play into it, but I just don't think it's as important as watching what these players can do on the field. No. And I I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's necessarily like if you're perceived as like a seventh round talent, like that's going to move you into the first round because you ran like say Jordan's oh, probably like an undrafted receiver that that four two eight's not going to make him a first or second round receiver, but if he's like if he's like a Chris Olave who ran I forget what he I think he ran like a four three if he's running that and he's like on the fringe of the second round that might be a thing where if I'm the Chargers looking at him late I'm like hmm. They're looking real good. Well, yeah. <laughs> from your binoculars. Oh, look at that guy in his underwear. Damn. <laughs> Sir, you didn't take the caps off. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where that's where these things make a difference. I mean, if you want to if you want to see like the whole play thing, you could have watched the senior bowl, but it's oh, it's never as fun as it makes it sound. So moving on from that, the big story this week has been Aaron Rodgers and the big story every fucking offseason. I feel like we do this for the past three off seasons, Every Aaron Rodgers. fucking off season. He's sad. He's happy. He's leaving. He's not leave the so, fucking Packers already. Yeah. At, at this point, we've already had last year's last dance. Didn't go well. Allegedly, we have a decision coming soon on if he's going to play for the Packers, if he's going to retire, if he's going to request a trade, where, what do you think is going to happen? Where do you think he goes with that? I mean, I, I want to say, <laughs> 
don't take offense to this, but you know that meme with Baker Mayfield and it has the cycle and it says we are here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literally what happens with Aaron Rodgers. And it's the start of the season. He's happy with the Packers. And then it goes end of the season. He's mad with the Packers. And then it goes off season. He hates the Packers and wants to leave. And then it goes right before the season. He's happy to be with the Packers. So make up your fucking mind. You've had your last dance the last three seasons in a row. You're a phenomenal quarterback. If you want to prove that more, go somewhere where they will utilize you, where your team won't choke in the fucking playoffs. Okay? Go somewhere that literally you know can take you further from the NFC championship. I don't know why this would be difficult for you to even think about. And I I just don't know what goes through his head. Now I get, maybe he's afraid of change. Maybe he, you know, he's settled. I don't know. He's changed significant others so many times. Boom. (laughs) I just don't understand why he would stay in a situation where at the beginning of the season, things are great. And by the end of the season, he cuts contact with the whole entire front office with his coaches with his ownership, like at what point are you like, so where is your line? Do they have to literally murder a player for you to be like, whoa, this might not be a safe place for me. This might not be my fit. Like you have Devante Adams on your wing. That's literally willing to go anywhere in the whole entire league with you right now. And any team that I'm aware of would literally sell out to have both of them on a team. So why are you not going somewhere where you know you can thrive? I, I'm there's multiple teams that have their defense set, and we can, you know, a bold take here, but like a team like the Broncos, which isn't too far away, but their defense still has it. They could make a huge difference there. They could go to Tampa now that Tampa still has that defense and Brady's gone. They could go. I mean. Realistically, they could go to fucking Miami. They could go to New York Jets and still make something of it. Yeah, Aaron, you want your real challenge? Go play for the Jets. I would love to see it. And I I trash on Rodgers all the time, but he is a phenomenal quarterback. So I don't understand why he does this to himself because he's going to have gray hair by next season. I mean, I there just don't get does. it. He's got the salt and pepper going a little he bit. He already does. I, I agree with you, though. I don't understand it. I If you're not happy in the situation, you keep coming to the conclusion that you're not happy in the situation. Why don't you just leave the situation? Isn't that... Isn't that he does it with his girlfriends every fucking time. Boom! Why can't you do it with an NFL team? Boom! Also still <laughs> don't understand how he leaves Olivia Munn, but we'll move past that. I, I don't know. I... I I, I think it's time for him to go. Yeah. I think that Green Bay holding on to him yeah. isn't doing any good for him. The worst thing that can happen for Green Bay right now, though, is that he retires. Best case scenario is they trade him. So I guess best case scenario is they keep him in like Packers fans' mind. But in my mind, moving on from him and starting your future because you have a lot more. When you really dissect that offense, it's three pieces and if you lose two of them the rest of it kind of falls down exactly and that's the thing is the packers really have to think hard they should have done it two seasons ago when he was first unhappy with them Mm -hmm. and i don't know why they could have been two years in a rebuild now and had that quarterback and had that wide receiver replaced but they waited so now cool what do you see their best case scenario aaron Rodgers retires what is he known as a great quarterback with one Super Bowl ring and some accolades to follow along with him. Yeah, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but that's not what you're there for. One Super Bowl win in the 12 years that you've been there, that's not what you want to see. And for the Packers, that is literally the floor that they could have had. Their ceiling was like, at least four Super Bowls, at least. Honestly, and 
uh, that's the thing is you need to they need to dial down and basically I think Rodgers needs to be the one to do it. But I think Rodgers is doing the same thing that the team's doing. And he's like, if they keep me, I'll just stay. Then I don't have to pack. Then I don't have to go learn a new playbook. Then I don't have to meet new team. But and that's fine. But that doesn't make you a Hall of Fame quarterback. No. So. So where do you. (laughs) What are you going to say? I should fucking leave Rodgers. Go somewhere else. Get out. So where would you want to see him play? Where would you like? Look at you fucking rocked. I honestly don't foresee like a hundred percent of team. If he were to go somewhere, uh, I, it's definitely not going to be. He definitely won't go in his division. I think he hates the Vikings. With such a passion, he would never go to the Vikings, never go to the Bears. Could you? I, I just don't see. I really don't see a lot of NFC teams that he would go to. No, I think he's flipping divisions too. I agree. So yeah, I would think he'd go to an AFC. But then, where would he go in the AFC? Denver. I, I really, I really think it's Denver. Denver or Pittsburgh. So I brought Denver up, and I think. I just I do think that Denver is a good fit for him. I just don't see it. Pittsburgh, I don't see it all. I can't see him going to Pittsburgh. Fuck you. Black and gold. It'll, it'll look weird as hell, and I'll hate it because I have to face him twice a year. I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't be. He could go to the east. He really could. He would have to go with either Miami. He wouldn't go to New England. Could you imagine how weird he would look at the Miami like teal and orange? You look fucking strange. <laughs> he would look ridiculous in anything right now in my head, but <laughs> yeah, once you get it's he's gonna be one of those players where like you see him in another thing like down the road and you're like, oh, I forgot about that phase. <laughs> Rogers is one of those though. guys too, though. <laughs> like when they spot him in the off season, like in the back of a pickup truck with like a thirty rack or something, oh you know? My God, that was think... legendary. I don't think he'd go somewhere warm. I think he likes the cold. And that's why I think if he stays in the NFC, but were to leave Minnesota would be the place for him, but he'll never go there. I think that'd be so funny. I think that would piss off. I would (laughs) love to see that. Oh my God. Packers fans would be so fucking mad. If he went to, Oh my God. If he, if he stayed in division and basically just kept pulling like a Brett Favre and then he like retires and then goes to the jets. Like just full on follows the Brett Favre path. That'd be amazing. You think he's gonna pull? <laughs> he pulled a full uh, no, but that'd be hilarious. Like for comedic value, yeah, I want that. And then does Jordan Love pull a? And then yeah, Jordan Love. Twenty years from now. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, eight, fifteen, whatever years from now, we'll end up going to the Vikings and then retiring and then going to the Jets. It's just. <laughs> What you have to do as a Packers quarterback. It's natural. It's the Brett Favre curse. I just right, don't know. I, I, I don't want to put this thorn in your side. I don't want to I want to stab you with this one. Go. I'm sorry. I'm Go. sorry. Let's talk JC Jackson. All right. I, I like what you put in the notes here is what do the Patriots see that we don't? And I still haven't fucking figured it out. You have someone that he could have been nominated for, you know, like comeback player of the year. And not because of an injury, just the improvement he has shown over the last few seasons. And we went from someone, I think it was three years ago, as Pat fans, we fucking hated him. He was letting everybody buy him. And they gave him an opportunity and he said, I'm going to take this opportunity and I'm going to do something with it and became one of the top in the league. Uh, I think, did he end up holding most interceptions at the end of the uh, season? No, I think uh, what's his face ended up getting that digs. Oh, okay. But still he was there on every play, you know, he was playing at Stefan Gilmore level, but he's not Stefan Gilmore. And he's not Darrell Revis. He's not Richard Sherman. He's not Jalen Ramsey. 
And the Patriots know that. But yet they're trying to sell him like he is one and let him test free agency. So I'm confused here as to what they are, in fact, attempting to do. Why let him walk? Because that's a, an integral part of your defense. So, yeah, I mean, we, we've mentioned this on the show that more so, I believe, than any other system, the Belichick cornerbacks, like you need a star corner. Um, you, the Like the Patriots have had one for fucking how long? Revis. Mm-hmm. Butler for a couple years, uh, Gilmore, fucking JC. Mm-hmm. I'm missing one in there, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's an, it's an essential part to that defensive scheme. And I've also said that with the flow chart, there either has to be someone better in free agency or better behind them. And neither of those things are true. So I'm just guessing they don't want to pay them and pay him. And they genuinely believe that they can put someone out on the field that will compete at the J.C. Jackson level, which is absurd looking at the depth chart. It's absurd, but it's also the Patriot way. And it's remarkable that they're just like, oh, we'll make this kid that was working at McDonald's last week that was on the practice squad, we'll make him our number one. And, like, shockingly, 52% of the time, it works. But only with the Patriots. And that's the thing, though, is if they have so much faith that they can do something else, why not at least franchise JC and sell him and hype him up as your number one? Why not throw that tag because you still have all your tags? Why not do something with it? Why not just say, hey, we'll let you walk? Are they expecting him to come crawling back, maybe? Ladies and gentlemen, joining us for the J.C. Jackson section of the episode. <laughs> of course. The Sogmeister. I, I really, I couldn't have pretended to time that any better. Welcome to the chat, Sog. Hello. Hi, boy. Hello, I got home uh, a little earlier than I expected. So, Well, welcome. Well, so, um, Chris and I are talking J.C. Jackson. We've already brought up the big points that we don't know who's going to replace him, but the Patriots tend to do this. I.e. Trey Flowers, Jamie Collins, Kyle Van Oy. Yep. Keep the list going. Yep. yep. You can literally keep the list going all the way back to 02. So, Zach, what's your justification for letting J.C. Jackson walk? I mean, I don't really have a justification, more so <laughs> an inkling that Belichick has someone pinned for that position. Um, I mean, realistically, you could be looking at a scenario where they're re- retooling and they are focusing more on their front seven rather than, you know, the the cornerback position. I mean, you have two really good safeties. Obviously, Devin McCourty is on his way out of the league. Um, Adrian Phillips, Kyle Duggar. I mean, that's a that's a really good backfield right there. Um, so, I don't know. I mean. Jalen Mills, yay, solution time. Like, no. Like I, I told you guys, I like Sean I Wade a lot, but he's a slot corner, so there's no real use. Right, exactly. And, and like, you know, you got you to gotta go out and get a guy that can play that number one cornerback position. Uh, it doesn't have to be J.C. Jackson-like. It doesn't. Um, you know, it, 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 to me, it seems like they're retooling their front seven and they're making more, more of a dominant pass-rushing run-stopping team that, you know, kind of has been the staple of a Bill Belichick defense for the past, I don't know, 10 years. I guess that's fair, but I feel like that's kind of how you fall behind in the East. Like when you're facing Buffalo twice a year, who relies on, I guess, partially Josh Allen's mobility. So you can put that on the running run-stopping, but mostly on that big-ass arm of his. Right, and I understand understand that point. but, but, you know, one thing is you're getting pressure on him. I understand he has the ability to escape the pocket and make use of his feet. But if you're getting, you know, if you're retooling, you're getting more east to west linebackers, linebackers that have a lot more speed than what you're used to, like a Donta Hightower who's, you know, old, slow. Um, I mean, you know, like, like Brian Erlacher-esque, Teddy Bruschi, Mike Vrabel, like those kind of linebackers, those are – those are your prototypical linebackers. And like what's been coming out of, of college has been 
Micah Parsons, Josh Uche, like guys that are east to west that are way more speed oriented, way more athletic. Um, and, you know, I think Belichick is really focused in on that. I hope he takes a page out of Dallas's playbook and goes at least with a linebacker or two in this draft. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I really like Nicobe Dean. I, I wouldn't be mad if they, they went for him and went a little deeper into, uh, you know, the wide receiver pool. You're right. I think it's time that the Patriots do that Mac Jones trade because apparently Ron Rivera is hitting up everyone in the NFL for a quarterback. That's tough. I, I just, I, I'm stumped here just as the fact that if there is something that they know that we don't, which we go through this every offseason again, JC Jackson doesn't seem like the person. And he's, he's, he's going to get overpaid. Oh, yeah. Exactly. But he's also, I mean, are they playing him down? Are they saying like, hey, go test free agency and you'll come crawling back and just see? Are they doing the one season thing? Are they like, is there something that we don't know? Is this going to be that rebuild season? Is it? I, there's just so many options. They did the, the same. Table. They did the same thing with Malcolm Butler. He I went exactly, and he ended up being a bum. That's the thing. That's but it. Then you get people like Kyle Van Noy, and they take them right back. Jamie Collins, they take them right back because they know how to use them in the system. It's already built for players like that. But the, why? The, my whole my whole point is, I think that they are finally seeing that the defensive side of the ball is getting a lot faster and leaner rather than being all about bulk, especially at the, the middle linebacker position, the outside linebacker position. I mean, like I said, look at Micah Parsons, not a prototypical linebacker whatsoever. Dude, one dude could have won defensive player of the year in his first season. If you know, TJ Watt didn't exist, but another just, player who fits that kind of middle grade like transition, right? He's not that huge ass linebacker, but he is like an he's athletic a game record, though. He's a yeah. he's an absolute game wrecker. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. Linebackers now are are your game wreckers. It's it's moved away from that line and it's moved into that like medium like I don't know, like they're everywhere on the field. They can they they're in coverage. They go in for the sack. They're run stopping. I mean, Name another position that really can do that other than maybe the, the free safety position. Long snapper. Oh, 100%. Nate Ebner, MVP. Uh, no, Zach, I, I agree with you. You have no arguments for me. And like I said, we do this all the time. Every, all, all of the times we do this. Most of them. Most of the times. So I want to talk about another person. Most who, of the times. I want to talk about another person who was a cap casualty has been linked to my Browns, and I really don't want that because it's going to be another overpaid. But Amari Cooper is expected to be released by the Cowboys. i not shocked by that. Um, when I saw the news, I was like, nice. Going to love that. You have CeeDee Lamb as your number one. I mean, you really don't need Amari Cooper anymore. You have your number one. So I was thinking about this, and I want to say Amari Cooper is like garlic bread. It's great when you have them, but you can totally eat the plate of spaghetti without them. And that, I think, is where he has solidified his legacy, is that the teams are going to take him when they can, but it's not like he is the number one. He's not going there. He's just an extra set of feet now and an extra pair of hands that can sometimes put up the numbers and add that extra flavor. I really think me, me both James and I are shocked. I genuinely I did not know where you were going with that. Yeah, and it ended beautifully. Yeah, it was great. I couldn't it ended it. No, yeah, yeah, it ended phenomenally. No, that's what we're saying. That. We're, we're like, we were shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what he is. If you get a plate of spaghetti and you get your I garlic, had garlic bread, bread last night, actually, that's great. It was you got garlic bread. You you know you get that little extra there. But if you don't, you're still gonna eat the fucking spaghetti. And that's how the NFL is looking. Don't at him do right you now. touch my spaghetti? Don't touch my spaghetti. Oh, do we have the spaghetti meme still? No. I fucking hope not. 
I mean, uploading. the only spaghetti meme I can think of is when the dude falls in the hallway and like his spaghetti's falling out of his pocket. No, do you remember the backdrop when we used to use Zoom? Oh yeah, <laughs> the uh, upsetty spaghetti. Yeah, I, I have that on my computer. Spaghetti. Yeah. Oh, I gotta find that. But I, I bought that song for like two dollars. Amari Cooper can definitely be an addition to a team, but is not the one. And no. his yeah. staff have clearly shown that he is definitely on the downside. But at the same time, you can't just throw him out. So it's like one of those things. Now, where did you hear? Did you hear anything with the Browns? I haven't heard anything definitive yet, but also nothing definitive is going to come out because it would be tampering at this point. Yeah. But I have heard like, it's it's mostly speculation like, oh, the Browns need a receiver one. We should go get Omari Cooper. No. Well, that's the thing. Every time every time a position of need, like a player in a position of need for a team is either cut or on the trade market, it's like, oh, automatically linked to that team because they need a wide receiver. And it's never there's never any in-depth analysis into it. It's never like, well, you know, the Browns should go get Amari Cooper because he plays wide receiver and they need a wide receiver. So <laughs> it's a hundred percent match. It's, no, so, like that's a great point though, is Amari Cooper is kind of like that cheaper Scarlet veteran bread? Yes, right. option that just adds depth to the team. But for this off season specifically, I think we're kind of at the point, does he get picked later? Does he not get picked up till later? Because you have, potentially Chris Godwin, Jarvis Landry, and Devontae Adams on that free agency list. So it's like, does everyone go big or do they go with the cheaper veteran option just to add some depth? And that's kind of got what we, I think we have to figure out. Let's not is, forget about uh, another potential cap cut in the juice. The juice is loose. Yeah, now that that one's yep, more son. likely than not, to be honest. I mean, but that, but that, you know, that's just another. It's, it's a different type of receiver out there, not a number one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, as as far as it as far as for your Browns, James, I don't know what kind of wide receiver you're you're really looking for. Um, I mean, you've had the premier number one I, wide receiver, like Eva, like Combo, whatever you want to call it, like. The prototypical Chad wide receiver. That is what you had in OBJ. It didn't work out. Jarvis Landry was great. Obviously, he's not going to work out anymore. He's putting up sub wide receiver four numbers at this point. Yeah. Like, you know. So, dude, you know what I want? You know you know what I genuinely want? Like, what? From this receiving. Like, moves I would love to see. I would love to see us trade a mid-round pick for Brandon Cooks. I would love league league winner right there. I would love to see us go for a fucking Allen Robinson who's going to be cheap this year. Hot. I would love to see Russell Gage, who I think is a good accent piece. That's sneaky. Whatever That's a sneaky. we draft, no quarterback. Not this year. If it doesn't work out, give me CJ Stroud next year. But, um. <laughs> Baker, Baker, I keep tearing my head. The Bruins, as long look, (laughs) Baker has his inconsistencies. He's my favorite quarterback. I'm not hiding that. But as long as he is the quarterback of the Browns, I will be supporting Baker. Until he's not, then I won't. That's that's what you do. That's how you stand by your man. He is such a likable quarterback, and I I want the Browns to be good. I I don't know how many times we have talked about this. I want the Browns to be good. And they had their chance this year, and they fucking blew it. And who would have thought, we can go back to every single episode of last season's, that the Bengals would have made it to the Super Bowl. What a goal! That was a... And I I, I don't know how... The Browns need to figure themselves out. And But when Baker's good, he's great. But when he's bad, he's fucking bad. So they need to find that and figure it out fast because Baker does not have much longer to help himself. Yeah. Uh, 
nationwide does not cover those types of disasters, James. I think he's Hulu. <laughs> what insurance yeah, is it? I, I is it State Farm? Nation, nationwide? Uh, Progressive? Uh, Discount? Double check. Campbell's, no. Campbell's Chicken Noodle Soup. That's what it is. There it is. Right there. <laughs> State Farm presents at home with Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Yes. All right. So State Farm does not cover that type of disaster. James, I'm sorry to, to tell you. No, I mean, it's fine. Look, I, things could turn around. Baker could be the answer. I highly doubt it at this point. But like I said, if he is the quarterback of the Browns going into this year, I will be supporting him for yeah. the Browns. If he's not, whatever. It's what's best for the team. It sucks, he's, but he's it, it, again, it's your team, not your quarterback. You know, with with someone like Drew, he's supporting the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers. And when Rodgers leaves, hey, hey, we're already off the subject. You can't come in late and then bring up an old subject. Uh, nope, 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 nope. Just making a comparison. Welcome Don't to Flat like Talk that. with Chris and Zach. Welcome to welcome to I'm a piece of garlic bread sponsored by Amari Cooper. That's going to be the cover art. I hope you know that it's just going to be Amari Cooper either riding a piece of garlic bread or he is a piece of garlic bread. I don't know yet. Either way, I'm into it. What if he's sword fighting himself? I am garlic, garlic bread. bread. God damn it! Reeling the show back in because we've talked about whatever. Let's talk about landing spots for free agents. Oh, oh God, that felt gross. I'm going to give you a name. You give me a landing spot. And it can be the team they were on before. That is an option. Okay. Chris Godwin. Finland. Atlanta Falcons. Zach. <laughs> Sorry. Um Chris Chris Godwin. Um I, I am actually, going I I'm gonna go what Chris said. I don't hate the Falcons either. I mean, you're getting a replacement for Calvin Ridley and going in with Chris Godwin would not be a bad idea. Um I am going to go with the Packers. Ooh, the Packers! Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm gonna go with and I and I'm gonna and I'm gonna say that Tay and Rogers stay and they still go out and get Godwin. Wow, that would be elite. I don't know if they have the cap for that, but I fucking love it. And they'll make it work. All right, uh, discount. I'm gonna go with Jacksonville. I think that would be fucking if they want to bank on Trevor Lawrence, give him a receiving option. Uh, Tyrion Matthew. Mm, my gut was telling me the Jets. Um, only because okay. of only because of the draw of uh, Jamal Adams and how that worked out to them. But I won't say them. I will go. Hmm. Somebody just give me <laughs> the Saints. And I just have like an ice cube. I just like trying yeah. to swallow. Yeah, I think Tyrion's going to the Saints. Yeah, they got a well, Saints got a really good defense, fresh. and they they could use some safety help back there. So I was gonna say Bears originally, and I don't know why. That was just the the colon talking. <laughs> Phil, good to see you. Good to see you in the chat. I Thank think, you for coming through. I mean, a landing spot I can see him going to is Seattle. And I think Seattle's still trying to pick up some pieces. He may end up there. I could see it. Seattle need a lot of secondary help last year. They had a horrible pass mm-hmm. defense. I am going to say that he ends up in Baltimore. That feels right to me. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, pairing up with like Marlon that. Humphrey. Like that, that sounds bad for James, but that sounds entertaining. Sounds bad for the AFC in general. Yeah. For sure. Unless that's Lamar ball, keeps like it was. Ball that's hawking, a, ball hawking safety. All right, next up on the board, let's go with the man we were talking about shortly before, Amari Cooper. Raiders. No, no, yes, the Raiders. No, he's yes. not going back to the Raiders. Chris, what better way to give Derek Carr what he needs then pairing him back up with Amari Cooper. No way. And get arrested in Las Vegas? Nuh-uh. I, I, I agree, Chris. I think I really think the Ra- the Raiders. I was just saying that I don't think the Raiders. No, I think Amari Cooper is going to go. It's going to be a team that just needs a little bit of depth. I think it's going to be. 
Hmm. Hmm. Give him, give him to the Jets, and then let them end up with um, fucking. Oh my God, I can't think of his name right now. Corey Davis, Cooper. Corey Davis version A and Corey Davis version B. <laughs> I oh, see well. Cooper. Um, he might maybe the Rams. Uh, no, not the Rams. I'm sorry, the Chargers. Ah, eh, no, I wouldn't. Only, I don't know. I, I just. I don't hate it. Hmm. I don't hate it either, but I mean, it's the Chargers. Would you hate any wide receiver in that offense? That's Justin Herbert. I don't know. Henry Ruggs. Um, I don't know if I can really put a solid landing spot right now. I will gun to my head, say it's not like their priority need, and I feel like this limits them, but it does feel like a move they would make. Give me Miami. You would have been killed by now. That yeah, you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. Miami. So that was my other one, but I, we've said Miami for almost every single person, I think. Miami needs a lot more than we're giving them credit for. Uh, speaking of former... Yeah, and that's if that's if they are able to hold on to Xavier Howard, too, but that's another story. Speaking of former Miamians, Jarvis Landry. Patriots. Wouldn't I wouldn't hate that. That's that's I, definitely I mean, solid, definitely a type of receiver that that uh, that offense could utilize. I will, however, I will say, I, I'm really thinking of best fit because, you know, a it might not happen, probably will most likely, but couldn't. Uh, I don't I don't really know like. It, He's he's a very interesting wide receiver. It's very very specific typing of wide receiver that not a lot of teams utilize, except for like the Patriots. Um, I I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean that's oh, I tough. Got, I got an answer. Give me the give me give me. Ooh, you go. Mm, give me the Vikings. Not what I was gonna say, but interesting play. Landry uh, and the Vikings, nah. Well, but I think about it like that. this: you give Kirk another weapon. I mean, you, you have you have JJ. You like that? Uh, well, that's the thing. Like you have JJ, and you add juice. You're person. adding you're adding an underneath option and a dude that, that as cool as receptions for a living. So, I don't know give me an irrational fit for this one. Give me Houston. Give me I Houston. Had, like fucking trying I had, to get him. I had I had Texans on the brain, baby. You know it. I I thought about that. And I was like, nah. They're just gonna keep bouncing around from like aged receiver to aged receiver. Andre Johnson out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next on the board, I locked my phone accidentally. So let's go with Tay. Does he stay? Does he go? I I mean, I having him stay. I'm Wherever having Rogers goes. However, I'll play devil's advocate if and when Rogers retires, where does he go? I mean, pretty pretty big hint. Rogers is not retiring, in. so I well it would it would definitely make Drew really sad if he did. Um also the Raiders got that Derek Carr connection. He really wants to play with his old quarterback. Mm. I could see that happening. It's wherever Rogers goes. That's your answer. That is true. I forgot about that. Fresno. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Jesus. I, I for some reason I forgot they overlapped there, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. What a combo that didn't end up doing shit until they got to the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb bad. All right. Jesse Jackson. Titans. You you have oh, another recycle? Dude, any person with the Patriots reside other than in New England is going to pick him up. So it's like what we talked about with the Brett Favre curse, except it's the Malcolm Butler curse. Exactly. Titans. All right. Um, I want to say, like, I feel like it would be really fun to say, like, Baltimore again. But I'm not because I feel like that's boring. So give me Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey. So no, 
Marcus Peters in the last year of his contract, and they're going to have to cash out for one of the two, and he might as well cash out for the younger asset that's proven. Wow. Fair. No, that's a fair point. Um, Give me. Same division, give me Pittsburgh. Mm, okay. Joe okay. Hayes out the door. Yeah. That's Harry not bad. Minka. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I know I know how much you hate that, but yeah, I get that. I don't like any of these combos I'm giving out to myself, I'll be honest. <laughs> these are all suck for me. <laughs> like they suck for you guys as Pats fans. I have to see them twice a year. I hope none of this happens. I hope the Ravens just say, nah, we're good. We're not spending. All right, last one. Unless oh wait, Zach, do you give your pick for JC? Uh no, you know, I'm thinking on it, right? If he goes anywhere, I you know, you're looking at a team that needs help in the secondary. A team that needs a true number one corner. Arizona. That would be my that would be my response. Yeah. I'd be fine with Arizona. You can fucking go to Arizona. Live out in the fucking desert and drown. Uh, last one on the board, and this one is a pick for you guys. Another player who we forgot to mention in the uh, gone too soon of the Patriots type of thing. But this one didn't work out for you guys. Chandler Jones. Back to the Pats. <laughs> Toss him on the other side of the line with with uh, Matthew Judon, and that's that's dangerous. That I is think he stays. Dangerous. I think he stays. Mm-mm. You got to remember, he requested a trade early last year. Oh, fuck. Good point. I still think he stays. Okay. So you're going to say he's he with stays Cardinals, right? Goes- yeah. You're going to say he goes there. I think that the Cardinals are were close until the final portion of the season. I think he patches things up with them. Other side of Kyler. I think he's, I, I just feel like that's a defense that suits him. I think he stays. I got I got a good Chandler Jones fit. Give me oh. the Chargers. Okay. I don't That's an asset they need. Him. I don't so, see and Chandler Jones on the same fucking line. Osa and Chandler Jones, assuming they get a young defensive tackle in this draft, you just rebuilt that fucking horrific run defense and just fixed I it, just, ideally. I don't see it. I'm trying to find Boy. it. I just don't see it. <laughs> Licking my lips for all the sex. <laughs> oh, you said sex. I thought you said sex. <laughs> that too. Defensive lineman. Strictly. Anyway, thank y'all for joining us today for You're this welcome. episode of Garbage Time with Boda. You know where to find us everywhere at Boda Sports, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Oh, that felt weird. Why did I say Twitter second? TikTok. I don't know. Uh, Ravon. That's all I can think of right now. YouTube? YouTube, yeah. Stitcher. We're not at the podcast part of it yet, Chris. God damn it. I spoke too soon. If you're already listening to us, great. You did it. found it. You're in your ears. But if not, you're watching this on YouTube, you can find us everywhere and listen to us. Listen to our beautiful voices. On Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. And I think that's about it. Uh, boys, anything else? Yeah, I was going to say, let me toss a note in. We, uh, If you haven't noticed, all zero fans listening out there, we are currently using or now using video podcasts on Spotify. So go check us out on there, another platform where you can watch our beautiful faces talk and listen to our annoying fucking voices. Just another feature of Boda that you will enjoy is our faces on Spotify. So check that out. I didn't forget that. That was a cool thing that we randomly got thrown on our laps. I forgot about that. Yeah. I made it happen. Did you really? You had to like apply for that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, really? And we got accepted? Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. I got to start showing more nip. Anyway, boys, final remarks. Nips. Go for it. Uh, I mean, pff, we're we're in for a really really big NFL offseason. Yeah, this this I mean this this really could be game changing, conference shaking, whatever the hell you want to call it. It's it's going to be huge. You think that the NFL offseason will be game changing? I don't know how that works, but good for you, Zach. 
Um, I my final thoughts are fuck the MLB. Let me go to a game, goddammit. Or at least make Ain't this football podcast, Chris. What? Ain't oh, that is fair. We did. <laughs> no, we talked about baseball at the top of the show. Oh. <laughs> we did. We did. Fuck the MLB. Really, Figure shit out. Let me go to some games for once. I haven't been able to go in four years. Come on. It's been 74 years since I've been. Jesus. Back in my day. Anyway, stay beautiful. I love you all. Stay soggy. Stay yavo. Whatever the fuck that means, I don't Why? remember anymore. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh.